What does it take to build a movement that's truly led by families? Today, many in philanthropy say they believe in movement building. Marguerite Casey Foundation has been committed to it with a clear strategy for two decades. It is at the core of the foundation's mission to nurture a national movement of low-income families advocating on their own behalf for economic and social justice. This is The Revolution Will Be Local, a movement-building podcast. In this episode, you will meet Laura Harris, Executive Director for Americans for Indian Opportunity. Laura will talk about leadership development and how building a leadership development program within an indigenous values-based movement provides a transformative process that helps implement traditional values in a modern context. An important part of the organization's movement-building strategy is an intentional focus on multi-generational grassroots leadership. I'm Laura Harris. I'm a citizen of the Comanche Nation, and I'm the executive director of Americans for Indian Opportunity. I grew up in the Native American self-determination movement since since the very young age, was going to protests, and a lot was going on at that time, anti-war movement, civil rights. Native Americans were a part of that civil rights movement for our own rights. AIO was right there when that movement got started and really supported and fueled that movement. And I remember discussions around our dinner table about terminology that we'd be using. Would we be using tribal sovereignty or self-determination, those sorts of things. So I've been an activist from since I was walking, I guess. It's a funny story how we started our leadership program. My mother, LaDonna Harris, she had a conference that she was holding for the W.K. Kellogg Foundation, and she became ill, so my sister and I stepped in to help with that. We met with the Kellogg program officer who said, if you could tell me how you created your daughters into leaders, we could create a program around that. Why don't you come and help me develop this program and really focus on leadership development and an indigenous values-based movement? My mother was able to articulate a set of core indigenous values that she grew up with. She identified them as Comanche values, and we found as we've articulated them and shared them that they resonate throughout indigenous communities around the world. Basically, we believe that everybody has medicine. Everybody has the ability to be a community leader, whether they're an artist, a nurse, a youth program officer. They all have the ability to contribute to the whole. We're not about focusing on individuals, although it's individuals that participate in our leadership development program. We focus on family and community and provide a transformational process that helps individuals implement traditional values in a modern context. Families really together make up the decision makers in Indian country. We often live with our extended family in one household or our extended family's very close by. And that can also be adopted family. If you're an urban Indian, you may be surrounded by new family. It's those families that create change. One individual within a family you're not going to get a lot of community change. But if you support that person, their family, their community, their tribe, then you're going to find that that leads to more effective and sustainable change. We thought that 
indigenous leaders in the United States worked more like liaisons, uh, intergovernmental affair liaisons, like diplomats. And so we called our leadership program the Ambassadors Program. Our program really is based on our core values. We call them the four R's, relationships, responsibility, reciprocity, and redistribution. And there are four basic themes. Self, where we ask our participants to investigate their family and tribal histories to understand who they are and where they come from. What are their family values, their tribal values? And then how do you implement those values in a modern context? But from the family history, you really get an idea of who you are. You get to reaffirm your cultural identity. So there is a a piece of racial healing that is a part of the ambassador curriculum. We know that cultural identity is one of the most important aspects of being a strong, proactive leader. And the ambassadors program helps to reaffirm that cultural identity. If you know who you are, where you came from, you understand the effects of cultural oppression and are able to move past that victim mentality, you're going to be more successful as a leader. So we recognize grassroots leadership in many different forms, from business to artists to educators to healthcare providers. They also have to conduct a community project which not only hones their own leadership skills, but they learn community organizing, fundraising, project development and implementation. We also take the group to Washington, D.C., where we learn uh, more about Washington culture. Tribes are governments and part of the federal system, so we have a special political, legal relationship with the federal government. It's important for us to learn that. And then we take a quick trip up to New York City to learn a little more about corporations, corporate world, and philanthropy. So really what the program provides is access and tools to take advantage of that access with decision makers and funders and connection, networking. And we found a very unusual result, unusual for most leadership programs. Our graduates tend to return to their home community. In other programs, you might gain something for your resume. You might move on to a better job with a better salary. We find it's almost the opposite. Our participants return to their home communities and build opportunity for themselves, their family, and the community itself. Sustainable structural change really requires whole families working together And we all consider ourselves family. So the network of the 250 graduates of our program call themselves the AIO Family Network. They've become our best recruiters. They contribute financially to the program, serve as mentors and advisors, help us to implement the curriculum all on a voluntary basis. They find ways to collaborate with each other cross-country, regionally, start programs together. It's a very grassroots community projects that they engage in, and then they ask each other how to overcome obstacles. Leadership is fundamental to movement building. These are the folks from the community taking on the responsibility to create reciprocal relationships within their community in order to create systemic, sustainable change. 
Grassroots leadership is leadership that emerges out of the community. Movement building requires proactive leadership who come from the community that wants to change. You can't go in as leader from another community and say, this is what you ought to do. That leadership has to come out of the community because the community knows how to solve its problems. It knows what it needs. And they're the ones who are best able to create solutions for those local challenges. And for us, we're kind of a national community. We're only about 2% of the United States population. So we have to band together across the country to advocate for change. When we think of grassroots, we're thinking of how are we listening to the community and how are we implementing their ideas. The Margaret Casey Foundation commitment to movement building and structural change has been very important to Americans for Indian Opportunity because the foundation trusts us as community leaders to know what needs to happen, know how to motivate our families and our communities to create change. And they've invested in that in a very creative way in leadership development, and they see that community building really has to be done at the community level. And that's where they fund, right there at the community level, people who are engaged in proactive change. So their approach is unique, I think, among foundations. I think other foundations are catching on and are joining in this idea of movement building. We are the future that we want to see. We're communal, we're family-oriented, and we are implementing traditional indigenous values in a modern context. One of our great success stories and real contribution to the United States and to Indian country is the National Urban Indian Family Coalition. That was founded by one of our graduates, Janine Komenote, she was able to find, using data from the 2010 census, that more than 75% of all Native Americans now live in urban or suburban areas, away from their traditional land base. That's a majority of us are in urban areas, and yet we're an invisible population in most cities. She was able to bring urban issues to the White House. It was the first time that the White House had a urban Indian summit. She's been able to bring these very jolting statistics of who we are in the city to the forefront. And she's been able to bring us together. In fact, she's been successful in coordinating, get out the Native American vote, movements in the urban areas. We're also gearing up for the 2020 census. So we're working with Native Americans and urban centers around the country, sharing information about best practices, how's the best way to find Native Americans in the city, and how are we going to make sure that we're counted, and how we're going to make sure that we all get to the polls in 2020. A lot of Native American culture really believes that it's not about us right now. It's about taking what we've learned from the past and ensuring that future generations are taken care of. That worldview of seven generations in the future is very important. And the only way for us to learn 
is to learn from our elders, to learn from research, to learn from each other, and take what we've learned and apply it in a way that's going to make the world better in the future. The Margaret Casey Foundation helped Americans for Indian Opportunity to create the National Native Voice Network, which is a part of the Equal Voice Networks across the country. And their support of that network really helped us to be ready for the spark of movement. So we've been successful in joining organizations, families, and individuals together through a formal network. We've launched uh, social media campaigns. We have organized on-the-ground protests. And particularly when the Water is Life movement sparked and the water protectors were gathering at Standing Rock, because of the Margaret Casey Foundation, the Native Voice Network was already organized and ready to be supportive of the Water is Life movement. And I think that that was huge in helping to share the water protector's message, to build allies, both Native and new non-Native allies. And really, we're able to follow our Indigenous values and that support. And the Margaret Casey Foundation prepared the Native Voice Network to be ready to jump in when we were needed. Leaders who are grounded in their cultural identity are proactive grassroots community leaders who are really creating systemic change. They're active in the Native Voice Network that is part of the Equal Voice Family Networks that Margaret Casey Foundation helped create. We're bringing our values, our culture, into the 21st century, and we're sharing it with the larger society. Movement building really is about a change in hearts and minds, waking other people up to the struggle that a community is facing. Right now, Euro-American way of doing things is not really working. Our education system is not working. Our criminal justice system is breaking down. We're polluting Mother Earth. Poor people are getting poorer while rich people get richer. And that's from a set of Euro-American values and worldview. We have something to offer an indigenous worldview, a set of values that values family and taking care of each other, taking care of the planet. Those are the kinds of things that it's important for us to articulate those values, to share those values, and to implement them in a contemporary way so that they can be of use to global affairs and so that we can share them as one of the ways to look at the challenges our planet is facing. The Revolution Will Be Local, a movement-building podcast, has been brought to you by the Marguerite Casey Foundation. Our strategy is to nurture a national movement of low-income families advocating on their own behalf for social and economic justice. For two decades, Marguerite Casey Foundation has championed the power of movement-building, allocating resources to cornerstone organizations through multi-year general support that has helped them build a movement that spans regions issues, ethnicities, demographics, and generations. To learn more about the foundation and its work, please visit caseygrants.org. 
you enjoyed this podcast, remember to leave us a rating or a review. 